We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek here. And guys, we want to talk about the idea of Jeff Saturday. He just had his end-of-the-year press conference with the media. Uh, just kind of talked about all those things. And we wanted to ask the question about Jeff Saturday, right? Could it potentially work with Jeff Saturday becoming the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts this next year? Uh Derek, let's just kind of start, jump right in, man. Um, I know you did earlier today when we were recording, kind of a reaction to Jeff Saturday's presser. What were some things that you took away from that presser? Um, well, I mean, I felt that Jeff Saturday was very aware of, you know, the circumstances that he came into with this. And it's clear that he wants the job. Uh, he stated that I want to be here. You know, that's my that's my plan. And, you know, was telling, like, giving people explanations as to why that is, um, bringing up the idea that, you know, I was brought into this system when it was already broken, and the fact that it remained broken should not be held against me, you know, basically stating that, that, you know, I was brought into a broken system and that, you know, I have ideas for how to fix it. Uh, I couldn't fix it during the end of the season that that's clearly after the trade deadline and how things are done. You know, there's only a certain way you can do things. Uh, you know, was talking about just some of the ways that he felt that he could change this franchise around, not just at the player level, but, you know, giving ideas from a executive level uh, on how that could work out for him. So clearly a lot of people didn't really like to hear what Saturday said, but I felt like, honestly, I mean, he, he seemed very defensive, which, you know, for a lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of coaches nowadays don't really have the spine to tell you that, Hey, like, you know, this ain't my fault. You know, there's a couple of things that I came into that were, that were bad, you know? And he said, I'll accept one way or another what happens, but I feel like, you know, my ideas will give me the chance to remain on this roster going forward. And if, or Sam Ballard allow me to do so, then I'll end up, you know, implementing those ideas. So all in all, I mean, it, that's pretty much what I took away from him at his presser today. 
Yeah. And I think we can all acknowledge and all respect the, you know, what Saturday said about like, he really was put into an unwinnable situation, right? Like there was no chance that this team was going to turn it around with how it currently was. Right. And so I think we can acknowledge that, but also we can acknowledge that this team got worse with Jeff Saturday. Like that's fair to say you won one game, your first game as interim coach, and then you lost games. And it's not like you just lost all these tight, close games, Derek, while you did lose some of those. You got flat out embarrassed multiple times this year. Yeah. Like Saturday can say all he wants about how he's put in an unfair situation, which he was in certain ways. But at the end of the day, the fact that you were you won zero games after the first game and you got embarrassed multiple times, it was like to the point where you were literally like, what are the Colts going to do this week to embarrass themselves? Like, that's where we were at the end of the season. The Colts went from, honestly, I think if they had Frank Reich and they kept him the rest of the year, they win a couple more games. Maybe they have seven or eight wins on the year. They went from like a middling team with a really good defense and a bad offense to, I think we can honestly say, Derek, at the end of the year, the worst team in football. So how is that, how is that not an indictment on you? Like, I know you weren't given the best set of, you know, the best hand here, but at the end of the day, man, where do you put the fault on Jeff Saturday? Because he has to have some sort of fault here with this team. And just, uh, you know, we talk about all the guys are talking about how Jeff Saturday was such a great motivator, how he held guys accountable. But this team got worse, Derek. So, like, something's not adding up here. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is true. And you know, that could ultimately come down to, again, who were the coaches in the building. Uh, it, obviously, from a head coaching perspective, we know Jeff Saturday is not a play caller. We know that he's not a guy that knows how to create schemes. He just understands the game of football and knows how to be a leader. Uh, and, of course, you know, we had Parks Frazier being the offensive coordinator for the last half of the year. Uh, that probably didn't help matters at all from a 30-year-old guy who has never done something like that before in his life. Uh, it just didn't work out. Uh, and a couple other things happened that clearly Jeff Saturday couldn't overcome. Uh, from a quarterback perspective, the coaching perspective, he mentioned that, that, you know, it's from the coaching perspective, we had a couple guys like, you know, on the way out already. So it was kind of one of those situations where, you know, he had to make everything up as he went along. Um, I mean, for, for some of the reasons why you would potentially see him coming back, clearly the relationship with him and Ursay, right? And even though Zach Kiefer, who put out a tweet earlier today, stating that, Ursay is basically stating that it is Ballard's decision on who is going to end up being the coach. Um, again, take that as you wish, one way or the other. I don't know how much uh, pull Ursay is going to have in this decision, but it's clear that you know Saturday is still amongst the good graces of Jim Ursay and the Colts right now. Uh, from a perspective of he has a lot of connections regardless of what anyone says. Jeff Saturday has a lot of connections with not only current coaches, but also with former coaches. So, you know, keeping him around definitely could be an insight on, you know, being able to get him in to keep him in the building. Clearly the players love him. Uh, Shaq and Kenny Moore were one of the main people who are being interviewed today talking about how much they absolutely love Jeff Saturday and how he was a great uh, energy for the locker room. 
Uh, they said it was a definite uh, change of pace from those weeks. And clearly some things got better, but things also got worse at times. We can go back and forth from a million different ways on that. But another thing also, Cody, that makes me wonder about it. Um, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was Rappaport or Schefter that mentioned this, but, uh, or it might've even been one of the other local guys, but somebody said that the Colts most likely will, uh, take their time in figuring out who to get as their head coach. Like we may, I made the short of who's who, who the requests for the interviews that I'm sure they're going to all have here within the next, uh, within the next week or so. Um, clearly you're right. You don't want to make the mistake of jumping the gun and going and getting a coach that you can't guarantee is going to, without doing your due diligence. But the problem also is, is if there's a couple of high quality coaches out here on this market, and if you wait too long, because there's about five or six different teams that are looking to get new coaches, uh, you know, waiting too long on these guys, a couple guys like Ben Johnson, D'Amico Ryan, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, you know, and a couple of other names uh, that you have within the league already. You know, that's the problem is Indy, if they take too long, you might have to be at a point where you say that Jeff Saturday is the only other logical option due to the fact that he's been in the building. And I, and I would hate for Indy to have to be in that situation where they waited too long and they screwed themselves out of a candidate like that. But it, it's, it's an, it, it's something that could happen. I think my biggest thing is, you know, how <clears throat> Jim Irsay had said, right. That, uh, Chris Bauer would be handling the head coaching thing. My thoughts are how much of that is actually true. How much is Jim Mercy saying that, but then we'll put his hand in if he doesn't like what Ballard's doing, kind of like what we saw with the Frank Reich and Jeff Saturday situation in the first place. I think if truly it is Ballard's decision, Jeff Saturday isn't even a thought. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like, I don't see any scenario. Like, what has he proven? Like, I know he had an impression on some players, but like, but a lot of guys can have an impression on players. Exactly. And there's so, you're right. There's so many qualified guys here that would make so much more sense for the Colts moving forward, especially since we all assume you're going to draft a young rookie quarterback. You know, you interview, you're going to potentially interview two guys that are the top offensive minds, right, on the market right now in Shane Steichen and then also in Ben Johnson. Like, yeah. so I personally think, like, yes, you need to, like, basically look at all the potential candidates and really ask yourself, are we okay settling with Jeff Saturday? Like, are we really okay with that? Because there's so many other guys who have been there, done that, right? In terms of head coach, not head coaching experience, but coaching experience at the actual, you know, legit at the NFL level. So um, I really hope that that's what the Colts decide to do. They, you know, they take their time, but they don't take too much time. Like you said, where these guys are gone, right? I really hope, because there's a lot of good candidates, right? Talk about Sean Payton, which honestly, I don't think that's really a reality um, unless you're willing to trade, you know, a first round pick for him, which I don't think the Colts are in a position to do that. Right. Um, or, you know, D'Amico Ryans, Jim Harbaugh, uh, you know, we talked about those two guys, the Colts are interviewing a couple other guys who are interviewing. So there's a lot of good candidates out there, which I think is a good thing for the Colts. And right now, I think there's what five or six head coach openings right now. I know, uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury got the cut uh, earlier today on a Monday. So there might be a few more dominoes that might fall, but all things considered, 
I really think the Colts are in good position here if they don't screw it up and get in their own way and Jim Mercy doesn't get nostalgic and just just completely do what he did with the with just Saturday hiring in the first place, which is just just completely ridiculous the way he handled that, in my personal opinion. Um, I just I just hope that he does what he's done normally. But I hope he just hires or, or lets Ballard. If Ballard's going to be there, so be it. Like we have our issues with Ballard, but let him do his job. Mm-hmm. Let him find his guy. Because I know Ballard, we've talked about scary because he would have hired Josh McDaniels, right? If he hadn't backed out and that yeah. would have gone bad. But like he's never hired his first choice. So I'd be interested to see what happens with that. Um, and, mm-hmm. and if you're going to do it, I guess like let Ballard dig his own grave if you, you know, or let yeah. him let him succeed. I, I think at that point, like I'd rather than do that. And then if, if it just turns out to not work, then it doesn't work and you move on in a couple of yeah. years, right? But don't yeah, Ursa needs to just do that. Do not meddle, Mr. Ursay. Please. Yeah. We can't Ursa, handle it. Ursa needs to allow Ballard to do what the GM needs to do. And if exactly. you know what, any he, and he messes up, if he messes up and this head coach that he hires is just looks flat out ridiculous, and your team doesn't improve offensively the next year. There's I mean, as much as I hate that we do something where um, you know, the, we give coaches only one year and then can them. I mean, the Texans have been doing that, what seems like over the last five years. Uh, but then again, the Texans haven't had a quarterback since Deshaun Watson and Watson hasn't, you know, been playing for the last two years. Uh, and so they haven't given them a position to even attempt to see if something's going to work in their favor. Um, but you know, like you said, it needs to be a Ballard thing. If you're right that Ballard's going to stick around and you want him to do that, then you need to allow him to pick the guy that needs to be done. And then if Ballard messes that up again, because, you know, he, he messed up the first time hiring McDaniels. We got lucky with the fact that McDaniels uh, left us hanging uh, 12 hours after signing. But, you know, if Ballard messes up again and signs a bad head coach, then, you know, you can either tell him like, okay, so it's no longer ever your decision to hire a coach here because you clearly can't do it right. Then that's fine. You delegate that responsibility to somebody else. But uh, yeah, it, the, the right head coach needs to be a thing. And again, what you're talking about with Saturday, we mentioned some of the pros or some of the reasons why he would be brought back. I mean, again, when you talk about like some of the reasons why he wouldn't be, Again, there's a lot of qualified dudes out here that could immediately make this Colts offense that much more prolific without even adding a coordinator. Like Ben Johnson and uh, and Shane would definitely be two guys that would come in immediately and that Colts offense without even adding a single player immediately gets better. Immediately. Without even changing anything. So... That sort of thing is so huge and so pivotal for how you want to do things from an offensive perspective. And I just think that, again, it, it comes down to it. We keep talking about the leadership thing. I understand. No, nobody, nobody is questioning that Jeff Saturday doesn't get his players fired up and that there's probably few guys that ever love the horseshoe more than Jeff Saturday. But at the end of the day, like even game management wise, uh, 
Jeff Saturday definitely had his faults uh, in those first eight games. And clearly it's, it's first eight games. You know, it's kind of hard to sit here and say, oh, well, we expected him to be perfect. But there were definitely a lot of flaws. Um, I just think that there are a bunch more guys out there that could definitely do the job more better and aren't still learning on the fly. Uh, a lot of these coordinators, you know, they're going to be in a position that they haven't been in before, but they've also been around the NFL game from a coaching perspective a lot longer, understand the game management a little bit better. So I think that, and like you said, when it comes to the new quarterback that you're thinking of bringing in, I don't know how much I trust Jeff Saturday to develop him. Right. Jeff Saturday is the big one. I don't doubt that Jeff Saturday from a leadership perspective can keep up that QB's head on straight. No question about that. The only problem is, is how long it would take to develop. Do we want a quarterback that's going to take three, four years to develop maybe five years, or do we want a quarterback that within year two is going to already start looking like he's going to be an improved product and that's where somebody like a potential Ben Johnson or another offensive minded guy could probably do for them. I mean, let's just look at some of the young quarterbacks, right. That are around the league that have developed. Right. I mean, the most recent one is obviously Trevor Lawrence, right? He goes from possibly the worst coach of all time in the NFL and urban (laughs) Meyer to, you know, Doug Peterson. And you look at the strides that he has made. Like that is why I think it is so critical for a young quarterback to get him, you know, if you go defensive coordinator, like if you go to Miko Ryans, for example, um, but you get an, an inc- a really good uh, you know, offensive coordinator that'll work with him. It's so important to get a guy that's going to, you know, figure out how to get the best out of the young quarterback. Right. And it may start out because Trevor Lawrence wasn't perfect this year. He started out and he had some struggles. Yeah, early he, on. he was terrible to start the year, but exactly. it all, in the second half of the year, that confidence built. And it was because of Doug Peterson just be and the coaching staff doing their job of settling him down, reminding Mm -hmm. him like, hey, you got all the talent in the freaking world, man. Just go out there and do you. And finally, after a little while of figuring it out, it, it finally started coming to him. And now Trevor Lawrence through the last eight weeks of the season looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I mean, he's only in his second year in the NFL now. Yeah, even even to a, a a little bit of a lesser degree, Mike McDaniel. Look what he's done with Tua this year when he's been healthy, like yeah. that sort of stuff. Like somebody that can get the best out of their quarterback. That's what the Colts need, I think. You know, whether mm-hmm. it means you hire an offensive coach like Steichen or Johnson, or you go more of a defensive route. You know, and you go get a D'Amico Ryan's or somebody of that nature, or Leslie Frazier. You know, I don't care who it is necessarily. I mean, I do, but I ultimately I care about can you develop that rookie quarterback because if you can do that man you can fix a lot of those other issues that your team might have right the hardest thing to figure out is your franchise quarterback bar none yeah if you can figure that out i mean we saw man we've seen with all these different teams right that you would maybe say one to 53 you know going in before this season the colts might be better than they might from a talent standpoint be better than these teams are going to beat them because the quarterback the most important position is better and that's what it, that's what matters. That's what, and also that's why it's so hard as well. Like I know people have been really hard on like Pittman, Pierce, these receivers, these tight ends, but like when you don't have a legit quarterback in there, how the heck do you evaluate these guys, man? Mm-hmm. It's so difficult to evaluate these guys, and your quarterback can't even throw it beyond twenty yards. Like so, yeah. Just getting a guy 
that's going to work with your guy, with your quarterback, and also is going to give opportunities to Pittman, to Pierce, to John, Jelani Woods, to Kylan Granson, to Paris Campbell if they bring him back. Like a guy like that, that is so exciting because we did not see that last year, hardly at all. And there's certainly talent on this Colts offense, which is just it's how bad they've been. It's easy to think they're the 2017 Colts, right, where they literally have no talent on their offense. That's not the case at all. That's not the case. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you you have a wide receiver in Michael Pittman who can get 100 catches in a year. You have a guy in Paris Campbell who, and Lawrence reminded me of this again, Cody, and I mentioned this to you before. Paris Campbell was a top 10 wide receiver at gaining separation amongst uh, all wide receivers in the NFL. Like, he is a literal, he's creating more separation than all but five guys in the league. And that's how good he is. And the fact that nobody can get the ball to Paris Campbell, that's the sad part. And again, like Alec Pierce has all the talent in the world. He's just got to develop, you know, and hopefully they bring Reggie Wayne back and he keeps working with Alec. I mean, and then Jelani's a physical freak. I can only imagine, like, I would love to see a guy like Ben Johnson be able to understand how to get these guys open, not only in the middle of the field, but down the field as well. Knowing if you can have a quarterback that can throw the ball 50 yards, that being able to throw a lot of those different ones and being more risky and knowing how to create separation with play design. That is so important. And I just think that the Colts didn't have that all year and it, cost us it cost us a lot of games and i mean i I could only imagine a a better offensive minded coach uh with a better quarterback even a young quarterback a quarterback with an arm i mean that's there's just going to be it's going to be gunslinging everywhere yeah i mean the colts lot this this past year in 2022 they were 30th in net yards per attempt per throw and so that that is very very obviously one of the worst in the nfl um and and it it showed like it showed but like you even saw last year. I know Carson Wentz had his issues. He wasn't the answer. But you saw what happens when you have a quarterback that would actually be willing to throw it beyond 20 yards. Like Pittman showed that he can make those jump balls. Like he showed he can do that. I'm sure Pierce, if he was here when, when Wentz was here, he would have had some opportunity. T.Y. Right? Hilton showed it last year. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton did it a couple times last year with Carson Wentz. I mean, come on. Right? Like, right. So. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Like with a rookie quarterback, like he's going to air it out. Like that's just going to be part of it. And so I'm I'm excited, I guess, just for the potential of this. But going back to kind of the topic of this video, I really think it depends on Jim Ursay and what his involvement is. Like if Ursay is involved, wouldn't rule it out for Jeff Saturday. But I think if Ballard's going to make the decision, Saturday is not even his in his top ten. I'm going to be completely honest. So, <laughs> um, which I don't blame him. He wouldn't be in my top ten personally. Um, I, he great guy, but like Jeff, we appreciate what you did. You can go right off in the sunset, go back to your job. Uh, you know, talking about football, we, you know, we're good. Or you can stay with the team in a different role. Like if he was the offensive line coach, great. Perfect. The offensive line got better when he was here. I'll say that for all the faults of this offense, the offensive line got better. Bernard Ryman looked, this looked really good and you know, they, they weren't great, but they were better than they were. So yeah, I mean, whatever that looks like, I just don't think it'll be head coach. It shouldn't be head coach, but it all comes down to the owner. It really yep. does. That's the only only driving factor in this, right? Like, honestly, yeah, yeah if we knew, the, like, the tendency of Ursay this year was not to take over everything, 
then we would be sitting here saying that we know for a fact that Jeff Saturday is not coming back into this group. But the only reason we think it might happen is due to the fact that, again, the owner has a say in it right now. And he's had a lot of say in what has happened over the last 12 months. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But let us know your thoughts, guys, on... Jeff Saturday potentially being the head coach long-term for this team. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that Ursay is going to help keep that around? Or do you think that Ballard is not going to allow that to happen and that there will be a new head coach in Indianapolis for 2023? But let us know your thoughts, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Yeah.